I, I have a quick uh, poll. A quick, uh, well, maybe okay Ooh. or day passe. Maybe pump it or dump. I don't know how you want to label it here. I was in the grocery okay. store this morning, and I debated getting donuts, and I passed. And I passed mm. for this reason. I've been going to this individual donut spot during the weeks, and it's too far to go this morning. And so I feel like my donut, my donut palate has been has been has risen lately. I feel like it's yes. a lot better than it used to be. So I felt like uh, going dro- grocery store donuts, I would have maybe let myself down a little bit. So I, I didn't get donuts. I opted not to. Wow. So yeah, I mean, okay, day class. Like, your, what do we think about? Yeah, what do we think about you, grocery store donuts? You built up your donut tolerance. That's what happened. Um, and so now only the finest works for you. Now I, I have to say. This brings me joy, Tyler, because um, this is exactly why I like snobbish coffee and hipster uh, food joints is because <laughs> it's the exact same reason. So you you just become a donut hipster. Maybe I am a donut hipster. I mean, I'm okay <laughs> with that because, you know, I mean, I mean, a good donut and a bad donut, there's a huge, huge difference. You know, sure. I saw I, I'm a, you get a good bear claw, you're, you're, you're set. Good bear claw, cup of coffee, you're good to go. Bad bear claw. It'll set you back for a week. So, um, yeah, anyway, that, that's I, my I, thoughts on, on coffee. It's a nice Sunday morning. So there you go, Will. I haven't had a donut in a while, actually. And that, right now I'm actually I'm craving a glazed donut dunked in coffee like Joe DiMaggio. Mm-hmm. So I think that may be my move <laughs> after we are finished recording. I may, in fact, go get a donut. No guarantees. Are you averse to pastry? Absolutely not. <laughs> How dare you? Um, um but boys, we had quite the Saturday in college football. Yes, we did. Quite the Saturday. One and one on the bet board. Yep, one and one on the bet board. I really uh I, I thought my uh my beavers were gonna take it home for me, but they did not. Um Tyler what a gets game. the win. What, in the in the way great game. in the rain. In oh, the rain, what yeah. A, what it, a crazy it was fun to game watch. It, I was actually, <laughs> uh, I, I know we always do our live editing here. Will, I think you may need to turn yourself down just a smidge. Oh, he down told me to turn myself smidge. up like like three minutes ago, folks. What's I happening know, here? Did. This is all my fault. I know. Well, that's what happens when, when Ryan's not in control of the volumes. It all goes haywire. But that was yep. a fun game to watch. Right. I like the rain games. My favorite are the snow games where it's all messy. Sure. That's what I love watching. But once I saw the rain, I actually thought that my handicap may have been a little off because if Washington wasn't able to throw the football, you know, I was wondering what that offense was going to look like. Now things slowed down for both teams. Obviously, what was it? 22, 20, something like that for the final. Yeah. Um, but it, it was a very fun game and you could see it. I mean, how many drops, how many fumbles, how many mistakes. And so I wonder how the committee is going to look at that on Monday, the playoff committee. Are they going to penalize Oregon state a lot? Are they going to elevate Washington? Cause that was a slop fest. So I don't know. That's a good question. I actually feel like Washington and Michigan are kind of in, they should be looked at similarly, but they're not right. Like <clears throat> Michigan gets the nod and is in the top three right now. But if you ask me, I think Washington's win over Oregon is better than Michigan's win over Penn state. And yeah, Washington's been struggling to get some wins. So is Michigan, by the way. I mean, they they barely beat Maryland on uh, uh, yesterday, and that was a, a very nerve wracking game for me. Um, they almost blew it, but they survived, and now it's on to Ohio State. But I don't know what they're going to do with Washington. However, if you're a Washington fan, not that you're some sick, uh, psychopathic person that loves to see other people get hurt, but I think that the injury to Jordan Travis, which by the way was horrific and awful 
Um, and I feel I feel awful for that kid. I mean, he was on a Heisman run season. Florida State was was making a run to the playoff. He gets uh, tackled funny, breaks his ankle. It was really uh, graphic and disgusting. Um, this could, uh, like, as, as fucked up as it is to say, again, I'm taking no joy in this. I think that there's a good chance that this clear, clears things up in what is already kind of a messy playoff race. And if you're Washington, you know, if Florida State doesn't make it into the playoff, that all of a sudden makes things, you know, easier for Washington, if, assuming they're undefeated, you know, going in, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you need things to open up. There's going to be a lot uh, because these conference championships, like finally some of these teams are going to play big games. That's going to do a ton in this mixing up because then you have the discussion of what does a one-loss champion do against a, you right. know, I mean, because we can use Oregon as an example. Let's say Oregon goes on to win the Pac-12. Okay, this right. is all hypothetical, but now they've got one loss. Washington has one loss. Alabama might have one loss. Texas is going to have one loss. The Big Ten champion or the Big Ten loser is going to have one loss. So right. it's going. So that's going to really, really muddy things up. Is these games coming up in a few weeks? Despite right now, so it's fun to look at now and fun to project right now. But these conference champions and the one losses. It's not about the undefeated. They, I think they got. They're going to have their path made like always. Because if you think about it. We always do that. Well, I feel like in the media, it always happens to where in in the middle of November every year, there's a good a good amount of undefeateds, and everyone's saying, "Is there going to be an undefeated left out? You know, what's going to happen if the the fifth best team doesn't? That's not going to happen. There's too many teams oh, in the same conference that are going to play each other. Well, I let's don't know. let's think about it. Who's under? It's it's Michigan, Ohio State, Florida State. Uh, yeah, Florida uh, Georgia, State. We also have Georgia and, and then Washington. <clears throat> Right, Washington, but then we have a bunch of really good one-loss teams. So again, like what what really will throw a wrench into all this is if Georgia loses to Alabama in the SEC championship game. Because then at that point, most people are going to say, well, both those teams are getting in, right? We're not going to leave a one-loss Georgia out that only lost to Alabama in the SEC championship game. But then what if, and, and by the way, for, Florida State went on to win that game against North Alabama, a cupcake, easily. Florida State is now going to face Louisville in the ACC championship game. If Florida State with their backup quarterback wins out and beats Louisville, like how can you penalize them and hold them back because they don't have Jordan Travis? Like you this could get really messy where you have a one-loss Texas team who's who beat Alabama. Are you going to put Alabama in over the Texas team with one loss that beat them? Like this could get I'm telling you things could get really really messy here. And to your point, if Washington okay. or let's say Oregon beats Washington in the Pac-12 championship game, now you have both those teams with one loss, and they only lost to each other. So, I don't know. I think this is a uh, madhouse. It's I, it's a house of uh, mirrors, madhouse situation. It is. It's a house of horrors. Yes. That's what it is. Mm, house of horrors. <laughs> yeah, a brothel. Um, yes. <laughs> yep. Very interesting. Um, Georgia blows out Tennessee. That was the other bet board game. Uh, the one that I got. Um, Georgia looks so impressive. I mean, like this is. They look like the best team far and away to me, and and you know I, I'm terrified as a a Michigan fan thinking that uh, even if Michigan gets to the championship game, I think they're just going to get wrecked by Georgia again. That's that's my that's my personal prediction. Yeah, they're they're turning it on at the right time, and that's one of those few games where I look back at the handicap and I don't think I gave enough credit to the potential for Georgia blowing them out. Now I said it, I mentioned it during my breakdown. Yes, of course, Georgia could do this, but I think I looked at it as more of an afterthought, and I focused so much on this this corridor of possibilities 
where Tennessee played a good game at home and they did for a little bit, but then Georgia just imposes that. I mean, they just really, it doesn't matter who they play. They do what they want to do. They run this offense where they're so efficient. It doesn't matter who's getting yeah. the football. That's one thing about Georgia. It's yes, they get the best players, but they're, you can get the best players and look a certain way. Everyone who runs routes runs them so crisp and they get, I mean, yep. they just look different. So they execute. it's a lot going on at Georgia that isn't going on at other schools that get similar talent. That's why they're Georgia. That's why Kirby Smart is, it's Kirby Smart. Um, I was wrong with the handicap. So, you know, nice win there. I'm going to definitely keep that, keep that interest, you know, keep that, uh, in, in my in my holster for the future for Georgia. We you know, uh, not that that's uh, anything new, that they have this huge upside, huge ceiling, but I need um, to have that as a button By the way, at uh, at Ryan's fingertips. The I, okay, I was wrong. We can on have that handicap. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't happen that often. Um let's talk about Kirby Dumb, who's mm. not Kirby Dumb. He hadn't been for years. Kirby Smart. Sorry, I just had to drop one. Sure. Um a lot of people are saying Kirby Smart to AM. No. Okay, a lot of people are saying they're going to back up the truck, give him. Makes no you know, sense. Triplets. He played it. He played at Georgia. Why would he ever leave his alma mater where he has the best program in the country currently? It makes no sweet, sense. Sweet, sweet money, Will. Sweet, sweet money. Yeah, but Georgia can pay him. You know, like if if A and M were to offer him fifteen million a year, I think Georgia would would say we'll do the no, same. Look, that's just that's just in the headlines. That's not even my headlines. Who do we think right now ends up at A and M? Hmm. Dan Campbell. Ooh, that's, <laughs> that's, a good the, one. that's the silliest one. Did he play at AM? Yeah, oh, okay. So I've that's why. That. But even I've still, he's got a good too. thing. Good coaches don't leave good situations in the NFL to go to college, though. If he was if it was bad for the Lions, that'd be one thing. But I don't think it, many coaches have left where they have things rolling yeah, to go like take a college job. I like it, right? I think that I don't think that he'll go, but um, I mean, it makes sense. I think that A and M could definitely pay him, sure. obviously. Um, but I think the amount of years he's already been in Detroit, um, I don't think he's just going to give that up easily, no matter what amount of money. But I wouldn't. I mean, I guess I wouldn't be shocked if he does. He go. would be an electric personality for college football to have, like in the SEC. Oh, sure. And he's like, Especially "Yeah, I'm going to go and take a bite out of Nick Saban's kneecap." Like I would. I would love to, to to hear that speech, that intro okay. speech. So I got some odds I like here. It. Okay, what are the odds? Or Dan Landing is another one. Uh, yeah, so Dan Landing is actually the second favorite at six to one. So is Mike Elko. It, is Mike the Elko. Favorite. I was gonna say Elko would be would be an interesting name. Um, yeah, Mike Elko is three and a half favorite. to one plus three fifty. Okay, Dan Landing. Who six else is to in one. the mix? Kalen DeBoer seven to one. Ooh. Um, oh, these stupid ads. I hate ads. Uh, Lance, uh, uh, Lance Leipold, butter Stotch, nine to one, uh, Lane, Ki- uh, by the way, that's Lance Leipold, Texas or, uh, Kansas, excuse me. Uh, Lane Kiffin. Ole Miss. Mm. Lane tra- he, he did say he was very open with kind of when his name was getting thrown around in the Auburn head coaching job last off seasons. Like Kiffin's been very open about like saying, I love it here at Ole Miss, but like I don't get the support. Like he's like, listen, if you guys want to win the SC championship game, we need money. We need NIL money. We need funding. And Ole Miss doesn't have it. So he is kind of an interesting name for the AM job because that is literally the only thing that's missing for him. And if he were to go to AM, he'd have unlimited, you know, uh support and funding. So that's I kind would of love an interesting if that one. happened. I would love if that happened because 
you know how we always talk about like narratives and perception. There is such a perception that Lane Kiffin has this ceiling, right? And he's not going to be able to compete in these big games. And he has this, this, this absolute ceiling. And I don't think that's the case. I, I believe what he said. Some coaches say that to divert, you know, responsibility. I think he's a hundred percent right. I think he doesn't get near the backing in terms of the, the monetary backing that a lot of these other coaches do. And he can't build the same staff. He can't get the same players in this new era. So if he, if he went to A&M, I think he could compete on the level of Georgia and Alabama after like, like three or four years. I really do. I mean, maybe not as consistent, but I think that he could, he wouldn't be like looked at as never being able to win the big game. I think he could definitely do it at A&M. Yeah, I agree. Um, Speaking of other teams that have massive funding in the state of Texas, the Longhorns go into Ames, Iowa, get it done against the great Dan or Matt Campbell. Excuse me. Mm -hmm. Um, There's two (laughs) great Campbell coaches, as we know. Um, And uh, gritty win for Texas. There's still one loss. They're still now, you know, in completely in control of their uh, their future in the Big 12 championship game. And who is going who they're going to play is kind of up in the air, but it could be Kansas State. Kansas State gets the big win over the in-state rival Kansas. They do not cover the spread, though. Uh, but that was I was actually I actually left that game uh, very impressed with the effort that Kansas put forth without uh, being obviously without uh, Daniels like having their top two quarterbacks out. And Kansas still almost won that game. It was very impressive. That was my point. That's why I passed. Is is yep. it's such an unknown. What this like this coaching staff is such a plug and play, you know, and I know that you got to give credit to what the what these players have done so far at Kansas, but I'm not going to ignore the fact that my belief is it's a system. It's largely what's going on on the coaching staff. Yeah, they've got very good players, but uh, when he goes elsewhere, I think we're all going to see what a, what a what a good coach he is. There's some coaches who win, like a Jet Brom at Louisville, right? Some coaches go in and immediately can find a way to win. I think that's what we're talking about here. So. Speaking of Jeff Brom, great segue, Tower. This was the next game I wanted to talk about. Louisville uh, books Louisville. their their ticket to Louisville books their ticket to uh, the ACC championship game. They beat Miami in Miami. Um, Jeff Brom, what a turnaround, man! I mean, I, I knew that he was going to be a good hire. I don't think anyone really predicted him to be going to the ACC championship game, have a top ten ranked team at this point. Um, he is also the only coach now ever to have taken two separate teams to their first ever conference championship game in consecutive years. So mm. he did it last year with Purdue and he did it uh, this year with Louisville. And now they're going to have a chance against a Florida state team that is without their Heisman contending quarterback. If Louisville beats Florida state in the AC- ACC championship game with only one loss, oh. are they going to be in playoff con- Wait, uh, who's contention? Who's the loss? They lost to, um, it wasn't Duke, Shell. was it? No, it wasn't Duke. And it wasn't Notre Dame. I think they it beat may Notre have been Dame. something like at Pitt. Was it at Pitt? Let me look really quick. Um, uh, but, but yeah, I, I mean, think, I I don't think it will be in the playoff. Uh, no. th- but they will get a New Year's Six bowl. We know that. Look, much. The other one losses, like we talked about earlier, you, you're going to have the Washington. Ooh, they did. They did possibly. lose at Pitt. That's a tough one. So yeah, they're out of playoff. It was at uh, Pitt. conversation. Yep. Yeah. 38-21. Yeah, not not a pretty one either. No. So, but even still, super impressive from uh from Jeff Brom and he's got things humming at his alma mater so big win for uh for Louisville and another tough loss for the Miami alma Hurricanes mater, 
Umwater is one of those strange words or strange things you say. You know one of the weird words that I was looking at today? Mm, what? And if you say it enough and if you write it enough, it's a really, really weird word. Plus. <laughs> P-L-U-S. Yeah. Well, well maybe you, you can do that with any word, though. If you just like if you just say a word over and over again, it'll melt your brain, and you'll you'll be convinced plus. that what are our sounds even? What are we even doing? But I don't well, think but that I, yeah, but yeah, yeah. But plus, think about plus. It's a weird word, and the way it like looks, like plus. I don't know. To me, that's a strange one. <laughs> the way it looks too. <laughs> yeah, everything about it, like uh, it's a plus, like just you know, I don't know. Ryan, any input on plus? <laughs> <laughs> you got nothing for me, man. No. I like I like to think about uh, words though. Words are cool. Yep, words are cool. You know what else is cool? Belts. No, I'm kidding. Um words, belts. We talked about belts. That didn't make the cut. That that made that's on the floor, the cutting room floor. But I yep. do have to say belt holes, holes belt holes need to be more adjustable. That's my thing. That's all I'll say. We can move on after no that. Doubt. Belt holes need to be more adjustable. Yes. No doubt about it. Um, how about uh, Iowa? Hitting the under. The Iowa under rolls again, baby. They You're, win. Are, are you now 6-0 and with the under this year, Will? Giving that no, out? No, I've only been taking it now for the last three weeks straight, but three. it continues okay. to hit, baby. And uh, and it feels good. Look, I, I think we have to ride this one until the wheels fall off. They're playing. Um, who do they play next week? They play. Uh, let me see here. By the way, Iowa nine and two. They're they're definitely going to end up representing the uh, the Big Ten West in the conference got Nebraska championship this game. Week. Oh, Nebraska! That's that's, that's, a, that's the easiest under we'll ever see in the whole world. It'll probably be like twenty six. Uh, yeah, that's an under baked in a pastry. <laughs> it's an under bake. Oh, an under bake. Uh, How about yeah. that? Mm, um, the pastry. team that uh, the the team that killed my parlay, Tyler, was Utah. They go on the road to Arizona. We both were on the side of Utah thinking, hey, this is where Arizona's Cinderella, you know, season. They turned back into a pumpkin at this point. We were wrong. Arizona blew out Utah, 42 to 18. Jed Fish, another name, by the way, that I would think would get his uh, his name thrown in the ring for some of these these big jobs. The, the job he's doing at Arizona is incredible at this point. They're eight and three. I mean, nobody saw that coming yeah, for Arizona. No, I, I mean, I mean. It's only going to help Jed Fish that he looks just like Jeff Goldblum. He's going to get a lot of <laughs> of even if it's subliminal moves by these ads. It's gonna that's going to help him a lot. Especially he's if it's also like a, a coach. like a he's mid mid forties a uh, woman is the ad. She's had a crush uh-huh. on Jeff Goldblum since yeah. Jurassic Lip, Park. Loves uh, loves Independence Day, Jurassic Park. Yes, and just <laughs> there's something there you can't. But. Uh, uh, what, what what were we saying before my Jeff Goldblum? Th- oh, Arizona coach Jed Fish. So <laughs> I think that he's, I don't see, I, I still like wonder. I just think Arizona was more talented than we, than we think, because a lot of the transfers that I knew, which wasn't many, like Montana Lemonis Craig's one that we knew, but there were a couple others that I was familiar with that went to Arizona and they didn't get a lot of time. And I thought they were good players. So it's like, I think what ended up happening is they had a, more talented roster. I don't know. I don't want to be anti Jed Fish. Well, this but I is do his third questions. year, though. Like he's building the the program. It's not like it's he walked in and and pulled a bunch of transfers. I think that yeah, he definitely did well with the transfer portal. But I think that he's building you know a program and he's like there's a culture there. That's kind of what the vibe that that I'm getting is that like he's he's implementing a culture and it's working and he's getting buy in from the players and that's the kind of stuff where 
you know, yeah. you look you look at all the talent at schools like A and M where they they're struggling to win. Like, there's not buy-in, there's not culture. That's the kind of thing they're lacking. Now, I don't. I'm not. I'm saying just that saying he's, it, it kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, I know he look. He went one win two years ago, five wins last year, whatever they're at this season. So it, it's the clear upward trajectory you're looking for, but. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm just a Jed Fish hater. It's th- it's uh, you're a fish hater, dude. You're you're not a uh, you need you to be a fish head, dude. And not not a fish hater. Hmm. No, I'm not a big <laughs> not a big fish guy. You know, like like fish the Yeah, I I'm not actually I could do a I could think I could do a actually I don't know if I could do a fish concert. I think I could do half of a fish concert. I'm not into Maybe jam bands e- uh, either. It's not. It's not my. Uh, I mean, a fourth of a fish concert's like six hours, so I'm not even sure I can do it's, that. That's my point. It's not that I'm anti jam band. It's it's that fish. I is, I mean, fish doesn't stop. You know, they, they, if they're starting, if they're starting Saturday night at you know 10 p.m., most bands are done at midnight or one. Fish is go. Fish may go until Tuesday. Yeah, you I mean they have fish. they have guitar solos that go like ninety minutes. You yes, know, yeah. So um, I can do a fourth of a fish uh, of a fish concert. I think just I'd have a, to get real fishy for baby. it. Though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Smitty's a, a jam band guy. Am I wrong? Uh, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll get down on a jam okay. band. What about a little fish? Not in person. Well, in, in person makes it tough. Oh, come on, you like you like to you, you Ryan Ryan and I. I mean. They like the little jam pan. Ryan, Ryan, well, Ryan's been known to be in the group that, you know, they, they get naked, rub each other at the concerts, get all into it, get all fishy with it, as they say, all slippery. Yeah, he covers uh, himself this, uh, in jam. Uh, he covers it. We call ourselves exactly. the minnows. <laughs> uh, uh, this all joking. may or may not be completely true or false. You know, we'll let you all decide. It's false. Uh, I'll defense Smitty here. He's never rubbed jam all over himself and gotten naked at a concert. Uh, to my knowledge. Well, to look, my knowledge. If I, can, if I can throw myself under the bus, I've gotten close at a couple concerts. We're not going to go into specifics, mm. but I've gotten close. <laughs> hey, we're all, we yeah. all get the, one, the right? generally um, stayed on, though. though. Yes, yes. Everybody gets one. Uh, Clemson takes down North Carolina at home. They also cover. We were both right for that one. Um, Oklahoma State struggles early against Houston, but they end up getting the win over Houston. And uh, now Oklahoma State, again, like, I, I, I'll, I'll fully admit here, I'm, I'm going to put uh, put my, my heart out there for everyone. I have no idea how the Pac-12 or the Big 12 uh, tiebreaker is, is going to go. I have no idea. Does anyone have any idea what the order of operation uh, will be? Or? Let's do some research. Let's look it up. <laughs> come back to, come back Wednesday night, Thursday morning, and we'll let everyone know what the exact rules are because – I'm sure there's a lot going on that's above my my pay grade with all these one two losses. So we'll look it up. Come back next week. We will look it up. I dig that. Okay, fair enough. Um, USC USC loses to UCLA, and people are saying it, guys, about Lincoln Riley being on the hot seat. He's now seven and five. Um, is Lincoln Riley on the hot seat in 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 Pasadena? That's like asking. I can't think of a good analogy. Uh, I got even though I got a good night's sleep, I'm not there yet on a Sunday morning. But anyway, no, no. You because don't think look, so? Look, he's going to go to the NFL. Okay, I don't care. Is he? Who what, wants him? What NFL team wants him as the head coach after this performance? No, because th- the Bears. They know, yeah, they know that this is uh, this 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 roster is not that good. It's the same thing as Arizona, the other direction. Like it's just the roster issue. I don't know. And the I offensive line is not as good. Defense true. isn't as good. 
Yeah, no, they're not that talented at all. And so I think that people see that. <laughs> I I think Lincoln Riley's going to get a job. And uh, no, they're he, he's going to go to the NFL fine. Well, people he, were saying people want him. People were saying Chip Kelly was on the hot seat. He's going to get fired after this game. To me, it's like, why is Chip Kelly under the microscope when he's beaten Lincoln Riley? I think now both years and Lincoln Riley's been there. Um, I'm not saying Chip Kelly's doing an amazing job, but it's it's kind of like, okay, why why is no one talking about this for Lincoln Riley? I, I if I was a now look, there's a lot of silly owners in the NFL. If I was an NFL owner, there's no way in hell I'm giving Lincoln Riley a job. Like, what has he done? He took over. A Southern Cal team, yeah, that wasn't great, but they have they have a ton of talent, and they have the best quarterback in the whole country, which, by the way, in college football, having that guy usually means you should be able to win a lot of games just because of that. Yeah, You know what I mean? But yeah. um, no, And he identified him, and he took him with him to, to USC, but look, that, yeah. that's, just what, that's just what I'm hearing is that a lot of people are saying that he's going to go to the NFL. There's a very good chance that he's already wow. had discussions about going with Caleb Williams, and... You know, I mean, we can have our opinions, you know, whether that's good or not, but that's what I think an escape route is. I think he's got that, that, uh, you know, like in the cartoons where you have the seat that, that shoots you out of the car last second when it's gone. That's what the eject seat. Yeah. So there's, I think there's a built in eject button with Lincoln Riley here that we may not see it. We may not agree, but I think that's the case. I really do. I just um... and, and and also the reason why I say what I say about about USC is um, I heard ear- earlier like a month or so ago on the Dan Patrick show. Dan Patrick sure. is such a good reporter. He's he's DP. he he makes fun of everyone who does the hot takes. He's one of the few people who's like openly so anti that they are just they don't have an agenda. He's one of the few. There's not many of the Dan Patrick's left anymore. And he said he was having a discussion with, I don't know who it was, and some kind of talent evaluator. I don't know what level, but it was it was earlier this month or a month ago or so. And he was saying that USC is just greatly overrated. May, you know, I don't, I don't want to say USC doesn't have talent. They're probably still one of the most talented teams in the Pac-12. And Lincoln Riley should be condemned for not having them improve. We, If we're going to give other coaches credit for having their teams improve, we have to look at the negative side for coaches like Lincoln Riley for not doing the same with arguably much better talent. So my point wasn't that. So there are negatives. I get that. And you know, it it was just a lot that, that I don't think the offensive line was nearly as good as we thought. I don't think that defense was as good as we thought. And then last year they were really loaded on the outside. They didn't do enough to bring that elite top tier talent back. So that's what some of these evaluators have said, but you pair that up with how it's all looked optically. It's not good, but it is not good optically. Now, Tyler, I don't want to alarm you. But either Uh-oh. either you just bumped into with your head and your headphones the counter behind you or there is a ghost because that thing just moved a couple of minutes ago right before you were talking. <laughs> okay, it is close to your head. That thing was swinging. Yes. And I was like, oh, my gosh, there is a ghost <laughs> behind Tyler right now. Um, well, there okay. might be. You know, there- uh, uh, you and I uh, you and I disagree on on ghosts. So. No, we did talk about that, didn't we? We talked about that last week. Yeah, Our no, opinions we, we on, actually, on ghosts. We yeah. Yep. We'll bring we're, that back for agreement. Patreon. By the way, we got a couple new Patreon members we have to introduce next show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We had some funny ones, huh? Um, <laughs> we do have to. The last game I wanted to touch on before we get out of here is oh, my UFO segment. Uh, yes, the the flying under the radar. Is that what UFOs do? Do they fly? Because I feel like UFOs well, hold on, just hold on. evade radar. Let's explain to everyone what this is. So okay. Okay. I had an idea 
that I texted the group yesterday, and I want to start doing my UFO report on Sunday. Yes. Now, a lot of you may think that means one thing, and it doesn't. It means, yes, it means the <laughs> under-the-radar games of the weekend. Because what happens to UFOs? They fly under our radars to where they're detectable, and we can now detect the UFOs that are in our No, that, that would be the opposite, Tyler. No, if they're flying under the radar, they're not being yeah. they're, they're They are avoiding radar. They're avoiding detection. So... This is very well, similar wait, hey, to the on, uh, the vacancy, is no vacancy a... thing, Tyler. You have it completely opposite. Uh, so under the radar <laughs> means that there's a radar and there's a certain place under it that you can't access? Or that yes. You, is that yeah, how... if you fly okay, something so low enough to the surface, the radar doesn't under pick it radar. up. So this that would... or you have to have like a stealth plane. You have to have the See, B, you know what I imagine in my mind is like a, is like a, is like a, a, a specific line. Right, like an a line of altitude, you know, a P L A N E, right, and then, <laughs> and then it goes below that, and it goes below that, and then we can now detect where the UFO is because our radars. So, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> if, no, I'm only laughing because that was an that was an elite uh, spelling no, 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 of plane versus plane. That was amazing. <laughs> yeah. No, because it's the same plane. I know, I get it. Uh, but but hold on. If there's an under the radar, okay, then there's got to be an over the radar. For, so we can't detect well, sure. over the radar, okay? But that's okay, like out in space. Some, somewhere over the radar. Okay, so listen. <laughs> if the ra- if it's eventually over the radar and it comes down within the radar's range and then it goes under the radar, I'm trying to make this work and it's not working. <laughs> Okay, well, Look, I guess we'll just do this. We'll call we'll call it the under no, the radar I, I, segment. We, it we'll can still be UFOs under the radar. Out. Yeah, it's under the radar because what happens is these games fly under the radar. We don't see them, right? Well, They're not showing UFOs, up on though? radar. What about well, yeah, UFOs, UFOs can definitely do that. I just I was saying, you know, in in your mind, it was that we're now seeing them on the radar. But the whole idea is that these are these are the <laughs> games you don't see coming because we can't see them on the radar, right? So we can we still s- call it the UFO segment. Yeah, it's perfect. Yes. Okay. Uh, you okay. know, we all Some saw is, the, the Georgia-Tennessee okay. game on the radar. We just didn't, you know, what game we didn't see on the radar, Tyler? It was uh, it was Auburn versus New Mexico State. And Auburn paid New Mexico State $1.8 million to come to Auburn mm. and get beat, and they didn't. That, that's that's the problem. New Mexico State, I'm sure they, they scheduled this game three years ago when New Mexico State was a pile of shit, but now they're a nine-win team. They went into Auburn and beat the Tigers in Jordan-Hare Stadium. That's Aggies. my UFO game of the week. I like the that. Ags. Will's UFO game is the Aggies. Okay, yep. I'm into it. I got two UFO games. Is that okay? okay. Yeah. Can we do that on. on the first edition? Okay. Absolutely. The first UFO game was uh, UNLV Air Force. Air Force has a amazing season three weeks ago. They're undefeated, and all of a sudden, they start rattle- rattling losses off. They were up... Uh, at halftime by, I think, two or three scores to UNLV. Rebels come back in the second half. Don't let Air Force score a point. And uh, UNLV, huge comeback win on the road. Uh, so that was one good under-the-radar game. And then how about James Madison? JMU, JMU baby. Well, RIP. Yeah, they're going through their own stuff because they're undefeated. And the NCAA has that stupid arbitrary rule that says they can't play in any postseason play. You know, in your first what two or three years as a as a power fight or as a FBS FBS, yeah. So that's the Duke dogs got done dirty. Yeah, but still, even though they have one loss, they still should have some kind of bowl game. 
they get Agreed. to go to. But yeah, their their perfect season ruined at home against App State. So why is it always App State? Every single time there's a story like this, it's always App State. App State just breaks hearts, man. That's what they do. They're, it's their job to to wait until someone gets too big, and then App State they, they send in App State to to mm. to tear it down. That's just what they're App the, State does. The Marissa Tomei of college football. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yep. Um, <laughs> but it is disappointing for JMU. They had game day there, and they lose in overtime. On top of that, it was an overtime game, and it was a very close last play for them to score that touchdown. So I feel bad for all the uh, the Duke Dog fans out there, uh, of which there are many uh, listening. Shout out to the Duke Dog listeners. Smitty hey, and I, big Duke Dog right fans You got one right here on this well. show. Yeah. Yep. Right no here. doubt about it. Let's go Duke we love Dogs. The, we love the Duke Dogs. Um, any other games you guys wanted to uh, touch on before we we bounce? Well, I just got to say this. The Buffs looked really good. How about my CU Buffs? Whew, yeah. They, you talk about a team that's getting better through the year. Muff, they look good. It's a rough Friday night. The rails are off. The, the wheels are off. Um, however, this happens when you have like a hot start and then things get bad. A lot of times you can have, I think, the momentum just kind of like went the opposite direction. The wheels came off. I still believe that Coach Prime is going to do big things there. And I, I suspect, again, not even knowing what their schedule is like next year, I'm calling for eight wins from from the Colorado Buffaloes next it's win. Tough. Eight wins. It's tough. Is it? It's very, Well, Big very 12 tough. schedule now. So yeah, even still, we'll talk though, about that on a different show, but that's going to be a, a, a doozy of a schedule. A doozy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so incredible. Okay, well, follow us on Twitter at CFB underscore pod. Join the Patreon, patreon.com slash tailgate, and we'll see you Wednesday. Are we doing this Wednesday, by the way? We might as well just plan it out now. Should we do Tuesday, Wednesday? It's Thanksgiving week. Uh, up to you guys, Ryan. Tuesday? We'll plan it. We'll plan it off the air. Uh, yeah, we'll plan it off air. Yeah. We'll do some off-air right, cool. planning.